Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast here in the week after Christmas. John Eldridge, Craig McConnell in our fourth installment in a December series, hoping to walk with you through the holidays mm-hmm. and all that that means, the joy and the observance and the holiness and also the chaos and what can be wreckage and trying to avoid or recover from those things as well. Back on the week of December 7th, when we began this four-part package, Jesus had a word for all of us, and the word was, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. In other words, we were talking about just because the holidays might be decorated and it might be pretty at night and it might be a different season and there's the Christmas carols playing, nobody gets a pass, nobody gets an out the things that you need to do to be grounded in God. His urging to us was keep doing those things, keep doing those things. And now we're here in the week after Christmas and (laughs) it almost feels like kind of, like we can kind of assume it kind of happened. (laughs) You know, a hit and miss, right? Yes. Some victories, some not so great. Yeah. Uncle Earl still ticked you off at the Christmas dinner and your cousin drank too much and said some inappropriate things and, you know, whatever, right? There's. And I promise it'll be different next year, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So as we were praying about this week and how do we stay with Jesus through the ins and outs of what can be. Absolutely wonderful and beautiful, and we give thanks for those those things that have been, but also how to navigate the unfolding of the continued invasion in the context of a world at war. And just because it's a pretty time of year doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great time of year, right, mm-hmm. or an easy time mm-hmm. of year. As we were praying into that for this week here, between Christmas and New Year, kind of this the strange in-between time, Jesus said, don't make the shift. Mm. That was what we heard in listening prayer before we began rolling here. We stopped, we prayed, and Jesus said, don't make the shift. Mm -hmm. So it would be Mm -hmm. good for you, our listeners, to stop for a moment and go, uh, what shift? (laughs) (laughs) What shift are you being tempted to make? Uh Craig, what's the temptation you feel? What's the pull you feel at this time of year? What's the the shift that you're being tempted to make? Pressure to just take on everything, to dive back in. The break's been great. Now Now we move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's back to business as usual. I think that without naming names, we have some friends who love Christmas, decorate early, decorate lavishly, but then they have the oddest sort of tradition or practice in their family. December 26th, it all comes down. And like, I'm serious, like gone, gone. Everything is absolutely cleaned out, trees out of the house, decorations are down, things are boxed up. That's that. That would be an example of 
a rather dramatic example of, quote, making the shift, mm-hmm. or at least one shift that Jesus could be referring to when he says, friends, friends, hang on, don't make the shift. And I think, yeah, Craig, for me as well, you know, Christmas was great, and I love this time of year, and there's, you know, a lot of things that need to get prayed through and stuff, and joy has to be fought for, but it's good, mostly. But nonetheless, the temptation now is, that was that. Yeah. Just that phrase, well, that was that. Yeah. It's um, parentheses, Yeah. Christmas, and yeah. And yeah. now, you know, back to the real world, mm-hmm. quote unquote, there. And, and you can just hear Jesus saying, whoa, 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 don't make that shift. One of the most disruptive experiences I ever had around Christmas was we were trying a new church for our family years ago, and we had been in kind of traditional sort of evangelical Bible churches, and we went to the Episcopal Church, which was pretty Anglican in this town, and they were singing Christmas carols in January. (laughs) And I was so disrupted by it because, as your typical evangelical, I had never even been instructed in the Christian calendar that as far as the church is concerned, the celebration of Christmas carries on for weeks, Yeah. right? And it's not this quick, you know, we've got one service, hope you made it, Uh right? We had a couple extra services to get all the families in and we do our Christmas thing and that's that, you know, and now the the new message is how to make the most out of your new year, you know, yeah. and, and we're back into, quote, the world again. Yeah. And here's this group of people lustily singing out all of the traditional Christmas hymns in January. And I was so disrupted by it because it showed me how worldly I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That I just... I don't look at things from a kingdom perspective. I didn't, surely didn't much at that time. And, you know, it was more like, well, that's that. And now let's get back to, you know, the real things here. you got this week between Christmas and New Year. You can bang out some emails, right? <laughs> you can get stuff done, right? Uh-huh. We can get, kind of get back at it. And, and the church down through the ages is called this Christmas tide. And, right, it goes at least through the Feast of Epiphany, right, in January, if not farther, And there's kind of this defiant posture that Chesterton was talking about in last week's reading. There's a defiance to it against the world and its, you know, sales and post-Christmas, you know, bargains and pack it up. And there's this posture of, no, no, no. And Jesus is saying, don't make the shift. We're not done with this. We're not done celebrating. We're not done reflecting on the incarnation. Don't get sucked down the river so quickly. That's a remarkable description, John. I frankly haven't thought about how dramatic that is. I mean, it's Christmas Sunday. We sing the songs and we have friends who put the tree and everything away Christmas afternoon. It's like (laughs) just, uh, you know, hey, it's like we got to get on with things. And, And the bummer is actually... We take this pressure for what I think is a meaningless holiday. New Year's Eve just steals the celebrating of Christmas because we've got to come up with something. Yeah, there you go. I think Jesus also meant, coming back to, he's speaking something to us. He said, don't make the shift. That's one shift. 
that we were just describing, yeah. right? The shift back into just the world, the gear, go for it. Well, that was that, and that was either good or bad, but whatever, that's over. Don't make the shift. You know, we're celebrating all the way through the Feast of Epiphany. I think another sense in which he spoke that is we warned you about agreements. Mm-hmm. We warned you uh, back on the 14th, the week of the 14th, about what are the agreements that we tend to make around the holidays. Ooh, this would be a good chance to catch yourself in those, right? That shift. Don't make that shift of, well, I got my hopes up this year. Yeah. And what happens, yeah. right? And Once again. Yeah. What's the point? Why of, bother? Yeah, celebrate. What's yeah. to celebrate? Yeah. Yeah, don't make the shift. I think he's also trying to catch our hearts. We were talking about how the Christmas season, I think, can really awaken the kingdom longings that we have in our mm-hmm. hearts and longings for beauty, longings for celebration, longings for a whole season of beauty and celebration, longings for friendship and conversation, for laughter, longings for romance, longings for someone to spend all this with, longings for something really rich spiritually, Yeah. right? And those are all good. Mm -hmm. I just want to remind you, like, that's all good. Just because the holidays might not seem to fulfill those longings, doesn't mean those longings are wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. And so Jesus even catching us there yeah. and saying, woo, woo, careful, don't make the shift. What are you doing with all that? Question, John. What's the price paid in making that shift? My answer might surprise you. Addiction. Mm. Mm-hmm. Addiction. Because when you try and bury that, through cynicism, resignation, busyness, you know, that kind of mixed posture of, yeah, why do I get my hopes up every year? Dang, it wasn't what I wanted or whatever, you know, and then shifting back into, okay, let's just get back at it, busyness, that sort of thing. That kingdom heart does not go away. Mm-hmm. It goes underground. And then you just want to eat. You just want to binge. You just want to you know, watch tons of sports, television, name it, right? Whatever's your drug of choice, alcohol, sex, you know. All our addictions come roaring into that unattended heart, especially in disappointment and cynicism, Mm -hmm. right? You know, because it's the partial. Can we just say no matter Mm -hmm. how good it is, it's partial. And it's over, quote unquote. And just asking Jesus, catch my heart there, Lord. Catch my heart. I give my kingdom heart to you, God. Mm -hmm. Catch my heart in this. Thank you for what was good, that beautiful service. That was so good. Or that time with, you know, there were moments. Thank you for that. Don't go to the whole thing was a wash. Or even if the whole thing was absolutely wonderful and now you're just sad that it's over and you've got to go home or those you love are now leaving and heading back to their homes. Jesus, catch my heart. Yeah. Don't make the shift. Yeah. It just feels like there's such a great cost if we make that shift. What we've been through, whether we lived well in Christmas or not, 
because joy is opposed and because we're fighting so much for joy or dealing with the fact that we don't have joy, I mean, to live well through Christmas has been a battle. And at the end of that time, we really can't just go on. Right. I mean, we need some attending, some soul care. At the end of that, no matter how well we've lived or haven't, we need soul care. Yeah. So what does that look like for you, friends? What does soul care look like for you now? Do you need some quiet? Do you need some worship? Do you need a long walk? Do you need some prayer reflection? Do you need all of these things? What does soul care look like for you this week, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it's a great time of year, it is draining. And so, Lord, restore my soul. Yeah. Fill me back up, God. Yeah. In fact, why don't we pray together Mm. for those things? Mm. Jesus, catch my heart. Catch my heart. Catch me in the shift that I'm so ready to make. And then allow him to show you what that is, Jesus. What's the shift that I'm making or that I'm being tempted to make right now? Catch me. Catch me there. I give you my kingdom heart. I give you my heart for beauty, for love, for intimacy. I give you my heart for when there isn't a ticking clock and things get to last and they get to go on. And I give all that to you, Jesus, in me, all that longing. That's my kingdom heart, Lord. And I give it to you and I give it to your kingdom. Catch my heart, Jesus. What's the shift that I am being tempted to make right now? When I ask you to restore my soul, God, show me what soul care looks like this week. Show me what soul care looks like. Help me not get sucked back into just the way the world does things. I pray for soul care. I pray you would restore my soul. The scripture says... You restore my soul, Lord. I pray that your life and love and beauty and goodness would just pour back in now to my soul, to my heart, my mind, my body, soul and spirit. Restore, renew, shepherd and guardian of my soul. Shepherd me now. Guard me now in this week between Christmas and New Year's and then the beginning of the new year. Catch me here, Lord. Keep me with you. Show me what soul care looks like this week. And I give you my kingdom heart. I give you my kingdom heart. I continue to celebrate the invasion. I continue to celebrate my rescue. And I continue to celebrate and welcome the restoration of my humanity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, hope that's been good for you. It's been good for us to track with you here through December. Take care of your soul this week, and we'll touch base with you next.